0: What we are witnessing today is the renewal of the American spirit. Our allies will find that America is once again ready to lead. I am asking all citizens to embrace this renewal of the American spirit. I am asking all members of Congress to join me in dreaming big and bold and daring things for our country. I am asking everyone watching tonight to seize this moment, believe in yourselves, believe in your future, and believe once more in America. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless the United States.
1: Good morning. Welcome to the Make America Gradient podcast. Going solo today. I'm not sure if Ethan's back from vacation. Um, Man, where do you even start let's see let's go with the YouTube shooter the possibly transgender possibly Muslim definitely not white woman as the media would like to describe her as a uh, YouTube shooter she was apparently mad at YouTube for uh, demonetizing her sounds familiar so mad that she decided to uh, camp outside YouTube headquarters the night before and wait till about lunchtime, probably when she woke up in her car. Um, And when I say probably when she woke up in her car, I'm I'm saying that because the police apparently knocked on her car door and talked to her the night before. And was like, hey, what's going on? she's like, oh, just hanging out, waiting to murder some people at YouTube. And uh, I'm sure that's not what she said, but either way, the cops... Let her continue sleeping in her car, I guess her her father actually had reported her missing and they called the father to let her know let him know that she was okay and by okay, I guess the police meant she's fine. she's you know angrily sleeping in a car outside YouTube with a gun. And if they didn't put that together, maybe they should have because. The father literally told the police he thinks that she's heading towards YouTube headquarters. And there were concerns. Either way, as usual, all the signs were there. Someone just would have paid any attention whatsoever and done something about it. Um, the good thing is this time, no one actually died except for the shooter. Um, she did shoot for three people. Another person was injured, I guess, fleeing the scene. Uh, three people were shot besides her, and they have all survived. Speaking of survivors, the uh, the survivor that held the door open at the Parkland shooting finally is like able to speak and out of their nine surgeries or whatever he had to go through. Uh, you know that that was the kid that actually like held the door open for the others, and he took like five bullets. Not not great. But he's, uh, he's doing better. And I, I saw that Scott Israel has already been chumming up to him. He needs someone on his side. God knows the rest of us aren't. Uh, Scott Israel being the sheriff that failed in every possible way at the Parkland shooting stuff. Uh, telling his deputies to stage outside instead of going in and saving lives. Another fun thing about the Parkland shooting, I just found out this Monday, Washington, D.C. police Released a, a statement saying that the the permits for the March for Life, uh, you know, net, n- protest, at least the one in Washington, um, the permits for that had been secured months before the Parkland shooting, so this was in the works, you know, well before the Parkland shooting happened, but the media would have you believe that the Parkland shooting victims or the students, you know, that survived, namely David Hogg and Emma Gonzalez, or whatever her name is, they would have you believe that they are the people that orchestrated this uh, nationwide march to end guns, ban assault rifles, whatever those are. Scary-looking things that can shoot bullets. Assault rifles, you know. Anyways, so, apparently... They didn't, and the media, of course, didn't check their sources or just blatantly lied to us yet again because the Parkland students, unless they were organizing this event before the shooting happened at their school, which would be awful coincidental, that it just so happened that, you know, these four or five students were organizing a nationwide anti-gun march, and then their school happened to get shot up by, you know, a mentally deficient teenager be awful convenient if that was the case. So I'm going to assume that that wasn't the case. I'm going to assume that they were already planning this march and then whoever was, you know, the, the old people that were planning it, the old liberals, saw these children and went, ooh, that'd be a pretty face to stick on this. You know that's 99% sure what happened, but you know there is the one percent chance that maybe they bullied uh, the Parkland shooter into shooting everyone because it would make good headlines for their gun march. You know, they just had to make sure that they weren't in the same room when he went off. So that's interesting. More develops from the Parkland shooting. Uh, Still not wanting to ban guns, obviously. I, I, The gun debate has raged so crazily in the last month, and I just don't understand how many times liberals can be told. Okay, let's just go over it one more time here. Assault rifles account for like 1% of deaths, especially if you take out gang violence. Okay, and that's because criminals usually don't walk around with rifles strapped to them, so uh, what they do use are handguns. You know the thing that no one's talking about banning. They only want to ban these scary assault rifles. Well, like eighty-five percent of gun deaths are from handguns. Like so, what I mean, it's just it's insane that we're still having the we're gonna ban rifles conversation. So. So let me get this straight, like the 100 people that died last year and this year combined, you know, and I'm talking like Vegas shooting, Parkland shooting, hell, you can even throw in Pulse nightclub. I'm pretty sure the guy used a uh, AR-15 or something similar in that one too. We're talking about like a combined 100, 150 people that died, and I'm not saying that's not bad, like that's decent amount of people to get killed, right? Problem is there's like, you know, 10,000 people that died from handguns. Deaths like, and I'm not counting suicides. There's like another 20,000. I don't count suicides because, oh, you made it more convenient for someone to kill themselves. Well, okay, they could have hung themselves, they could have taken pills, uh, jumped off a bridge. Like, that's not keeping guns away from people who are suicidal is a really dumb thought, in my opinion. And that's the other thing they're actually going for with this whole gun debate thing is they want to take away uh, the gun rights of anyone that is has ever had, you know, depressants or or I mean, antidepressants or any kind of mental health prescriptions, period. So, like, if you've ever had to take pills to, like, even your mood out, then they don't want you to have a gun. And that's where they'll start, just those people. But you see, then it'll be people that live with those people. So, like, if your wife or your husband has had to take Prozac or something, uh, now you're not allowed to have a gun either because, obviously, you can't have a gun in the house with someone who's mentally unfit to be around firearms. That's just dangerous. So now now you, you can't even be with someone who's ever taken a pill, which all that will do. I mean, that, that will literally just make people with guns not seek uh, health care professional healthcare, you know, like, oh, well, I have a gun, but I'm feeling a little down. I'd like to talk to my doctor about that. Well, you better not, because they're going to come take your guns if you do. So, I mean, that's what they're going for. So, I'm not for that. Another one that's kind of, you know, uh, middle of the road is the whole, you can have your family members take your guns if they feel that you're a threat to yourself or others. Again, that's a slippery slope too because I mean, why all of a sudden are we giving other people the right to decide what rights you have? Like, the Second Amendment is a right, not a privilege. Just like the First Amendment. So, I don't really think it's right that anyone gets to decide that you don't get to have that right anymore. Uh... Especially if you haven't harmed anyone yet. It's kind of hard to... And I know that's... there. There's multiple times where maybe shootings could have been stopped by people doing this. But making it a legal platform for you to be able to go take guns away from people, it's probably not the smartest idea. Especially because they'll just go get another gun. I mean, that's... That, in, that argument's instantly defeated because basically you're saying, all right, we got this person that doesn't break laws, owns a gun legally, and, you know, probably for self-protection, like most of us do, and now the family members, for whatever reason, want to take that gun away from that person, whether they're afraid they're going to kill themselves, whether they're afraid they're going to harm others. Point is, so that person who was not doing anything illegal and not committing a crime, now... Has his gun removed from him or her by the government? What's the first thing he's going to do if he still wants to kill himself or harm others? He's going to go get a gun illegally. So, you really just... I mean, I, I hate to break it to you, liberals, but getting a gun legally is way harder than getting a gun illegally. If I go to any major city... And I go just to the shit part of town and start asking people, hey, where can I get a gun at? I mean, honestly, you can just find the guy selling crack and ask him where you can get a gun at. He'll probably sell you one right there. I mean, the point is, you got 100 bucks, you can go get a gun. It's not like today, right now. You listening. You could You could stop and ask 10 people in the ghetto where you can get a gun at. Someone's going to sell you a gun. It's just... That's just how it works, all right? And I'm not trying to be racist when I say ghetto. If you live in a small town, uh, I mean, real, you know, real home, home style, like rednecky town like I grew up in, again, you're going to be able to buy a gun from someone not necessarily illegally uh, because it's, it's, you know, especially if it's not a stolen gun, it's perfectly legal to sell a gun to someone. And, like private sales are legal. Like, you, if you're not a gun store, like, I can sell my gun to literally anyone on the planet, and it's not illegal for me to do that. But again, they're trying to make it illegal. That's the point. So they're, they're trying to make it so even if you're a private seller, you then have to run a background check and do a bunch of stuff. And I mean, there's already, like, you can definitely get sued and go to jail if you sell some dude a gun and he goes and murders his wife that same day. I'm like, you have to still use reason, and be like, hey man, you seem all antsy, and like, you just mentioned that you wanted to kill your wife with this gun, I'm not going to sell it to you. You know? I mean, that's beside the point, though. No gun control that they are even trying to talk about is even remotely working, because banning assault rifles is silly, because that just is all rifles, and then it'll be all semi automatics so everyone's going to have to have a like a mark one, you know, like a single shot, uh, one, one bullet in the chamber and you click it and you don't get to, you know, shoot another one until you literally load another bullet into the gun. That's what they would want you to have. Just everyone gets like a, you know, a 308 rifle, like just a single bolt action rifle, like, or something like that. No one can fire more than one round, you know, like ever without having to stop to reload. That's what they would prefer. Uh, because it's so much better to be able to defend yourself with just one bullet. So, and I, we all know what this is really about. It's really about taking the uh, the guns that could threaten the military away from citizens. That's why they're not. They don't care about handguns. The things that actually cause crime. The things that actually cause death. Uh, things that are m- from like the majorityly used. You know, any kind of gun crimes, it's not a rifle, it's a pistol. That's not what they're trying to ban. They want to ban big, scary assault rifles because three people shot people with them this year. Cool. Yeah. So that doesn't account for the hundreds of thousands of firearm owners that use them legitimately and safely. No, it's just those three. And also remember, too, the Sutherland Springs shooting where the NRA instructor grabbed his AR and shot the guy that had just murdered a bunch of people in a church. So, yeah, they don't want that to be able to happen. They just want you to go hide in your homes and call the cops and wait for them to arrive, hopefully, in time. That is... But also, so trust the government, trust the cops, but also the cops are murdering everyone. Don't trust the government and Trump is Hitler. Make sure to give your guns to the person who... I'm not sure if in their mind... They think that, like, let's say, for instance, Trump says, okay, great, let's ban all guns right now, today. I'm going to sign an executive order, everyone that has a gun now, you're a criminal, you need to go to the police station today and turn it in into the giant gun pile that's going to be there, because obviously everyone's just going to have to go turn in their guns, so just make a big pile in front of all your police stations, and you just burn those guns, okay? That's what we'll do. We'll just get all those guns and burn them and destroy them, and no big deal, and then we'll all be gun-free, right? Oh, except for all the people that decided to not turn in their guns. Those people, whether they were before or not, are now criminals. So, if you want to keep your guns, you're a criminal. If, just, gun equals criminal. That's what they want. Uh, Because then, you can't defend yourself against the, uh, the government. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And, for all you people that are like oh, they got nukes and F-16s and all that. Yeah, that sounds great if you want to bomb your own population. Uh, But what you can't do with an F-16 or a tank is force someone to get in line and go, you know, stay in curfew. Like, F-16s don't get to... Like, you're not patrolling the streets with F-16s or tanks. All right? And also, hate to break it to you, uh, both an F-16 and a tank, they could be taken out. like, Like, you could shoot the the canopy of an F16 oh it's useless all of a sudden. look at that uh, you can definitely mess a tank up just a little bit here and there to where it's not going to be able to function anymore. also uh, you I mean you just you're not worried about someone rolling into your house with a tank. you're worried about the the two national guardsmen with m16s knock on your on your door. And search in your place for your guns or search in your place for your things you're not supposed to have or whatever. Because that's what it comes down to. If the government were to declare a martial law and to activate our National Guard and go house to house and take all of our weapons, uh, it would be a civil war. I mean, there would, you know, I mean, it'd, just, it'd be insane. Like, you wouldn't be able to do that. And it's the same thing with anything. But that's why they want to take the assault rifles over the pistols. They don't care. If you have a pistol, because the only people you can kill with a pistol are other s- citizens, and that's fine. You know who's, who's not going to win in a fight? The guy with the pistol over the trained military person with an M16, okay? But you know who might stand a better chance at a fight? A veteran who has an AR-15 versus a young military kid with an M16. I'm going to put my money on the veteran with the the AR-15, The one that will shoot almost as fast and definitely as accurate and as far as range as an M16 or any other, like, just actual firearm that you're going to put in the hand. The point is, it's all about range, okay, and firepower, but more than that, range. If you're talking one-on-one combat and you're trying to defend your house against the government, pistols sound great if they're in the house, You need rifles if they're at the street, okay? You're not gonna defend your home from people 100 feet away from you with pistols, but you can with an AR-15. That's the point. That's why they want them banned. That's why they don't care about handguns. It's because they want to take away anything that you would possibly have to defend yourself against the actual government, okay? And that's why gun advocates love AR-15s and things like them, Uh, especially, you know, Custom built ones, you know, not bought from a gun store that are completely unregistered in every single way, uh, because you don't want to be on that list. You don't want you don't want the National Guard knocking on your door to collect your AR-15 that it says here you bought in 2015 on this website. Okay, like that's the point. I like most gun owners would agree that they the the less. Uh, information the government has about their collection of firearms the better most people aren't like yay I really can't wait to go register and let the government know about all my firearms nope that's that that like says no one ever okay but you know I digress the uh so the gun debate you know it's kind of like almost over with pretty much i mean they're still trying they've Put a assault weapons ban uh, piece of legislation forward, but they didn't drum up any support on the other side of the aisle for it. So I very much doubt it will pass at all. Uh, not like the omnibus, which that's a freaky thing. Can't believe Trump passed that. And there, I mean, there had to been has to be some good reason, but man, I'm failing to see it. Uh, I I definitely, along with many, emailed and messaged the White House the day before, begging him not to sign it and to uh, veto that, but he didn't, so it was rough, and he knows that no one was happy about that, I mean, but what do you do? I mean, I'm I'm not happy about the $1.3 trillion that we're going to waste, but I'm way less happy about the CLOUD Act that was on, like, page 2201. You know, 2,201 out of the 2,223. So, like, very end, last 20 pages, they stick in this thing called the Cloud Act. And what that does is allows the governments of both the United States and our allies in foreign countries to access your Google, Facebook, and, I mean, like, Apple data instead of having to get a warrant to access those things. So imagine this scenario. You get pulled over by a cop next week. And he says, "Where are you headed?" Like they do, and you're like, "Maybe, maybe you were headed to go do something shady. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're gonna go you know, cliff diving or something. Well, you know, in a place that you're not supposed to do it. Let's let's say some gray area crime, all right? So, not not ex- you're not committing any real crime that's hurting anyone. You're just maybe doing some crap that the government doesn't want you to do because you could hurt yourself. Okay. Well." say you're going to do go, go cliff diving in some place. Well, you're not going to tell the cop that, right? You're going to be like, oh, i yeah, going to the beach or whatever. And then the cop's going to be like, well, it's weird because your iMessage data here and uh, and, and your you got this email here from such and such saying, yeah, I can't wait to go cliff diving today at blah, blah, blah point, you know. And, uh, uh, officer, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I guess that is where I'm going. Then. You know, that's the point, like, cops are used to getting lied to but what happens when you can't lie to them because they have all your text messages social media messages email messages uh transcriptions of all your phone calls like you know all the things that the government and the the private corporations already have right but what happens when the cops now have access to that instantly instead of having to like get a warrant and sequester that data because that's what the cloud act does it's basically saying that like your Facebook data, your Google data, all that is just going to be in a cloud somewhere waiting for law enforcement officers to access it instead of them having to try to, excuse me, instead of them trying to have to get the data you know, via a, a court order, now they'll just be able to pull it up on their little laptop in their car. So uh, that is terrible. Not a fan of that. Of I mean I, I just a year ago, I was worried about the cops when they started plugging your phones into their stuff and stealing all your data, and that was like becoming a legal thing now they don't even have to do that; they just get it from the cloud, so awesome, yay, for giving the government thugs more power, you know, and I mean that's I saw a great comic this morning it was a uh An oldie but a goodie. And it was a a kid telling his dad, Dad, I want to become, when I get older, I want to be an organized crime. And he says, and the dad says, government or private sector? (laughs) It's a knee slapper. You get it? Because the government's just nothing but organized crime. Think about it for a second. You don't do what they say. They kill you or put you in a cage forever. That's your option. That's your option. So, I mean, I have a friend of mine I grew up with, known each other since we were five years old. He's currently in prison. <clears throat> What's he in prison for, you say? Driving. That's it. That guy loves to drive. I think he got his license suspended before we could actually get licenses. Like, he was, you know, getting pulled over in cars when he was 14, 15 years old. Uh, he's just never never, like, been in a serious accident, never, like, harmed anyone, nothing, okay? But he likes driving. And the government, he's just never really had the chance to, like, you know, he's had a legitimate license for years and whatnot, but he's lost it and gained it and lost it. The point is, it's all he's ever done, illegally, or at least gotten caught doing, is driving. Driving a car, okay? No one was ever harmed. Uh, no, no Nothing was ever damaged. Just, he would get pulled over, No license, right? Well, if you get that, if that happens so many times to you, they just say, well, prison. Time to go to prison. And, I mean, that's... So seriously, you can harm no one. You can own the vehicle. You cannot be committing any crime other than just not having a license. So, in other words, not having permission from the government to drive, right? And I'm not suggesting that, like, we do away with licenses. I'm not suggesting we don't either, but... I'm just saying... That's all he ever did was drive a car. Like, that's it. He has spent more than four years of his life in prison because he spent one part in prison, like spent like two years in it, got out. Guess what he did? He drove again, went back to prison. No joke. So now he's, he has spent half of his adult life it probably uh, in prison now because he drives cars. Like the rest of us do. Safely, too. He's a great driver. He just can't maintain a driver's license. Because you know what a driver's license requires? Insurance. If you don't have insurance, it gets taken away. You know that? So if you, for instance, get a uh, driving while suspended, it also affects your insurance rates. So now instead of paying 60 a 100 bucks a, a month for... You know the most basic insurance you can have on a vehicle now you're going to pay five hundred dollars well that's not realistic you know paying as much as your you know, rent on your place to just be able to drive a car so what do you do then you drive anyways without insurance and then what happens when you get pulled over for doing five over the speed limit you lose your license because you don't have insurance because you didn't have five hundred dollars to pay because again It's only that expensive because you got caught driving without a license or driving without insurance. So you you never committed a crime other than not giving people money is the point. And that's all it takes. Now he has spent years in prison. And will he ever learn his lesson? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe he'll get out again in like another few months. He's supposed to be out by Christmas time. And then he can decide whether he's going to uh, violate that law some more. But the moral here is you don't have to commit any kind of violent crime for the government to take years of your life away from you and put you in a cage. All you have to do is not pay the right people the right money. That's it. And they put you in jail forever. And what was his option if he didn't want to go to jail? Well, he could he could try to escape prison and be killed. Um, he could try to escape custody before he made it to prison and be killed or he can sit in his cage and do his time for the crime of driving. Yes. So, uh, when I say that the government is just another version of organized crime, it's what I mean. Because, who gives them the authority to lock people in cages for harming no one other than maybe themselves? Like, that's worst case scenario. I mean, that's that's the point. They don't, we, we pass laws, and when I say we, I mean, like, the people that came before us, because, you know, I hate to break it to you, but I never voted on some law that said you had to have insurance to drive, and if you don't have insurance, you go to prison because you keep driving, and they keep telling you you're not allowed to drive. Like, none of that. Like, I didn't vote on that. I didn't vote on a whole bunch of laws that people break all the time that I don't necessarily agree with. But, it's it, we are born into this uh, social you know contract as libertarians would call it. Um, and you're just expected to do these things and abide by these rules and if you don't, you just you can leave. You can just go somewhere else you know uh, Maybe go live somewhere that you know you don't have to abide by those rules. like Adam would never have went to prison for driving. If it wasn't for... If he had lived in, like, Haiti, for instance. I don't think there's even driver's licenses in Haiti, okay? I mean, I've been there. I'm, I'm almost positive that they don't license their drivers, okay? Like, and I'm saying this because I saw, like, 11-year-olds driving. So, if so, they got some pretty loose laws. And if he had lived in Haiti his whole life, he would not be in prison right now. And he would have not have went to prison for driving, for sure. Because that's not a crime over there. It's just a crime here. So... We make these crazy laws, just like the gun laws they want to make. They want to turn us all into criminals for owning firearms. Like, that's that's mafia stuff. I mean, they it, the whole government's just one big mafia style. I mean, it makes the mafia look good. Mafia at least keeps their word. Government just, hey, yeah, give us your, you know, we're going to take this money from you. Think about all the baby boomers that are retiring now. and. You know, They all got lied to and said that the government was going to take care of their retirement and take their money and put it in a nice little box over here and save it till they were old and needed it and they instantly spent it and now we're all paying for their uh, retirement. Well, that's the point. The government just lies and does whatever they can to uh, get by this, this day. Uh, take it day by day, you know? I just don't think that the government is that concerned about our well-being. I think it's only concerned about its own well-being. And we are the government you yummy I mean, you'd think that we could shut that crap down but you know it's like Trump has got rid of plenty of regulations and he's you know been helping a lot but there's a lot more work to be done no joke i mean until people stop going to you know jail and prison for victimless crimes uh, i don't i don't feel like the government has reformed nearly enough because if the only victim is you then how can it be a crime like that's the basis of a crime is someone was uh someone was messed up, you know, someone lost property, someone lost money, someone got hurt, somehow. Um The gov- you can't say that, well, you violated the government by breaking the law and so it's the victim. The government can't be the victim. Like they're the they're the they're the thug that's enforcing the crime uh, you know, onto you. Like you can't they can't also play the victim role. So If there's no, if you committed a a, quote crime and the only victim is you, then I don't think it's a crime. I hate to break it to you. I think it's a, any law that does that, you know, just like all the people that are in jail for any kind of drug uh, stuff. Now, I mean, I'm real happy that Trump is dealing with this opioid crisis, but that doesn't mean that, like, I do not agree that he should be sending anyone to jail for doing drugs. That's my problem. Like I don't, no one that has ever done drugs ever deserves to be in jail for it. That's not a a crime. Like if you want to, if you want to put someone in prison for selling children drugs, especially if those children died, I am right behind you. In fact, if you want to go for the death sentence, I'm also right behind you. What you can't do is also arrest the. 20 year old kid that also bought drugs from that guy and be like, oh, well, since you uh, bought drugs from him too, you helped him sell to the kids. So you're like a conspirator because you are all, you know, because you supported him by buying his drugs or what. I mean, whatever the crazy case is that they make for why drug addicts are criminals because they do drugs. I mean, that's not, I don't really think that we have a drug problem. I think we have an addict problem. That's the, the real issue that no one wants to discuss. I mean, whether you're addicted to drugs, whether you're addicted to some crazy fucking hobby, I mean, it's it's just being addicted to stuff and doing anything to continue, continue doing that. That's what the problem is. So, like, if you're addicted, we, easy example, if you're addicted to crack and, you know, we think that that's super bad because uh, you might very easily go rob someone of money to go buy more crack. Because you want crack so bad that you're willing to take other people's stuff to get it. Well, that's, that's the, you know, at least the, the way we put it. But honestly, how's that any different than someone that uh, has an obsession with hang gliding so much so that he never sees his children and, uh, you know, gets fired from his job because all he wants to do is hang glide because he's addicted to hang gliding, okay? And I know that's a silly example, but I'm just saying one can ruin their life fuck over their kids, and lose their job for simply wanting to do an activity that has nothing to do with drugs, okay? People are addicted. People are addicts. Like, that's that's the problem. It, it We just... We turn anything that's drug-related into this, like, big moral... Wah. But it's like, no, man, you could waste your life away being addicted to Netflix just as much as a crackhead can waste his life... I mean, just because you pay your bills, that doesn't... Plenty. There are plenty of functional drug addicts, is my point, that still pay their bills and have rent too. And for you to think that you're better than them because your addiction is staring at a screen and their addiction is smoking some weed. Uh, I mean, I I just think that's that's pretty silly. Addicted, uh, addiction's addiction. You don't have to you don't have to try to to qualify it as good or bad. If you if you're addicted to something and you're willing to throw the rest of the crap in your of your life away. Just to you know, have that and do that, and then it's equally bad. Okay, it's that's the point. Don't do that. Don't be addicted. Be be healthy. Like if you if you notice that you you know can't do something without wanting to do it all the time, maybe don't do it. And if you can't handle that, I don't know what to tell you other than like uh, we have failed as a uh, species in the last couple hundred years to let natural selection weed out the non-hackers. So maybe you should have been dead like a while ago. All I'm saying. I know it's harsh, but uh, we don't, we don't, we don't give enough credit to the fact that there's a bunch of us and there's always going to be a small percentage of us that are awful human beings that can't handle their shit that are just going to be complete fuck ups. And I, I mean, that's, That's the human race. Okay. Like the more of us there are, the more of that percentage, even if it's just 1%, if there's only 100 of us, 1% is one person. If there's a billion of us, way more than one person. You get it? That 1%. So you can't, you can't like, the more people there are, the more crappy people there are. And the more drug addicts you're going to have, the more criminals you're going to have. But you can't stop that. All you can try to do is curve it. Try to try to help the stupid people. But you also can't you can't try to fix stupid. And you can't like the like these gun laws, you you can't make gun laws for one person. You get me? So the the latest YouTube thing that shot up YouTube and didn't kill anyone? the unsuccessful shooter or the Parkland shooter or the Sutherland Springs shooter like we already have laws to stop all that stuff and they still manage to get guns and go kill people you're not going to solve mass shootings with more laws you're not going to solve mass shootings by taking away guns the only way you're going to solve mass shootings give everyone a gun that's that's my solution. I'm the complete opposite direction of David Hogg. I think everyone should have a gun. You should get one mailed to you on your 18th birthday, uh, as well as, uh, you know, it, it, let, let's say you have to complete a training course first, right? So as soon as you turn 18, at any point, you can go take the class. It takes like six hours. You learn basic firearm safety and control you learn how to shoot you learn how to load they put you maybe through like a drill where you got to go through you know you're at you're in a house and you know like someone tries to break in and you have whatever okay the point is you train for self-defense you give them a gun you say see you later and also you make it a crime so that if they ever pull out and brandish their weapon and point it at someone they go to prison because that's the other thing too you can't just have people being idiots and pointing guns at each other so you make that a very bad crime. You get it? Like threatening with a weapon, like not only can you go to prison, but the other person can just shoot you. Okay? So don't pull your gun out unless you plan on firing. That's the easiest way. Golden rule, okay? Like, you don't you don't pull your gun out to threaten, you pull your gun out to kill. And that's the only reason why you would ever have your gun out. And other than that, you don't show it off, you don't you don't like play with it. You don't polish it in the middle of of your work. You, nothing, but if everyone had a gun, it'd be real hard. Be real hard to commit mass shootings. You'd you'd get like because I think to be considered a mass shooting, you have to kill four people, right? It's either four or six. Let's go with four. Okay, so that means you're gonna kill one. Everyone's going oh shit. They're grabbing for their gun. You might get off two, three more. By the time you're pulling the fourth trigger pull, I'm hoping someone in the room has their gun out and is firing back. That's the point. Uh, You could stop mass shootings, at least make them very hard to accomplish if everyone had a gun. And I know that's just crazy, right? Because if everyone had guns, then more people would kill people or something. Well, maybe. Or maybe people would be way more fucking polite because they know everyone has a goddamn gun. Just a... Just a thought though. It would be maybe we uh, a, a, a much more polite society. Isn't that how the the saying goes? An armed society is a polite society. That's the point. I would respect my Starbucks barista way more if I knew that he also had a Glock uh, hidden in his trousers. Okay, like be much more polite to him. Not that I'm not polite to fucking service people. I just mean like. I think everyone would, is the point. Everyone would respect everyone else all that much more if we were all equally able to murder each other. Does that not sound... I mean, if if that sounds insane to you, sorry. It sounds super sane to me. It sounds like the sanest possible uh, option. That's give everyone guns. Like, I want to start a GoFundMe for the give everyone a gun fund. Okay? Just... And again, we need to have concealed carry permits. We, they need to have courses to get those permits. Whatever. You know, just learning basic gun safety, all that. I mean, also, as long as we're at it, and we're going to give everyone guns, let's get, like, this special, cool, like, futuristic trigger stuff that, you know, it only will, like, work with your hand, you know, or it's got a thumbprint on the grip or some crap that you gotta gotta, you know... Like, it has to recognize you. That way only you can use your gun. Like, yeah, make those the guns we give out. Because then we don't have to worry about someone else taking your gun and doing something bad with it, you know? It's like your gun that only will be fired by you. Or make it a special caliber and then make the bullets really fucking expensive. I don't know. Like, do something to limit the amount of just random, hey, everyone now has guns, you know, that... We, if we tried really hard, we could actually do it, is my point. Uh, make it somewhat safer and legit, more legitimate. But it doesn't matter, because if you want to, again, going back to the, if you want to do illegal stuff, you're going to get a gun, and you're going to do it. And there's the only people that can stop you are the good people with guns that are around you. And the le- that's why most crimes and shootings happen in gun-free zones, because they know that for some reason, people pay attention to those signs. I don't, and unless there's a metal detector, uh, I'm not going and throwing my gun back in my car. I'm gonna go ahead and walk on into wherever the hell I was going. Sorry about you, you know, because I'm—I have a permit. I, I'm not going to. Uh, I, your stupid sign doesn't mean dick to me, lady. I don't care. Sorry. Like, unless it's a courthouse or a federal building with a metal detector, my gun's still on me. Get over it, and I'm gonna. I like it's not because like I just am that weak that I need to have a gun at all times. It's that I'm that strong that I don't care about your opinion, and I'm gonna have my gun because it's my right, whether you like it or not. Uh, I don't. I don't care whether or not you have a sign up that says it's a gun free zone. Uh, did you? Do you all of a sudden have the right to search me as well? And. Look for weapons on me? Uh, well, if so, I'll be taking my business elsewhere. Thanks. You know? Because unless it's a federal government building, you know, the uh, the l- legitimate thugs, uh, you can't force me to do anything. So, I can always just not. It's that easy. Uh, yeah, and like, uh, speaking of forcing people to do stuff, the, uh, the whole Trump, North Korea, like thing North Korea is now like bowing down uh and wanting you know, like they have actually like uh Kim went to China for the first time ever I think it's like the first time he's ever left North Korea and like literally had talks with the Chinese and uh you know probably trying to get him to loosen up on the restrictions Trump threw down on him and they wouldn't not until he went and had had to talk with Daddy Trump so um Hopefully that happens soon, and uh, hopefully Kim just little Kim comes to uh, comes to America. Him and Dennis Rodman and Donald Trump can all get together and you know hang out. Uh, It'd be nice, right? So like, if Trump like does like North Korea and denuclearizes them, and maybe even brings peace there (laughs) to South Korea. He does that, and he ends the o- o- opioid crisis, which he's working real hard on. Um, I, like, it's just hilarious to me that he's going to be the one to actually do something about this. Like, if next he's like, "And I'm going to close Gitmo," I'm going to be like, "What? You, know, like, you run it off a- a- on Obama's campaign, 2008? All you need to do now is like decriminalize weed, and we're all good." Which, man, minds would explode if he did that, right? I, I would, I would very much hope that. Um, the businessman in him would not throw away the billions of dollars that are being made in the legal states for recreational marijuana right now. I mean, that's, that's so much money and growth and also uh, so many people are stopping the use of opioids for marijuana. You get me? Like pain management? Now think about that for a second. Uh, how many people have died from marijuana? Zero. Zero people ever have overdosed on marijuana. The only thing that are considered marijuana deaths are like when people drive high. And by the way, again, never actually just high people drive. It's when you're high and drunk and then you fucking, yeah, get in an accident and you die I I dare you to go find me one person that ever died in in an accident because they were just high on marijuana and nothing else. That's my point, okay? So, people don't die from marijuana, but every day people die from opioids. People are quitting opioids for marijuana, and it is dealing with their pain better. They're leading better, healthier lives. They are happier. Um, It's helping the economy It's just, it'd be the perfect thing for him to just decriminalize marijuana and make this thing go full bore. Because as soon as he, like, says, hey, banks can now accept money from weed dispensaries and the federal government's not going to come in and take that money, pretty much. And also, we're not going to raid growers and and, and, uh, sellers of marijuana anymore. It's no longer a, uh, you know a drug classified the same as cocaine. Uh, Actually, I think cocaine is a lower class. Think about that for a second. So, like, they consider weed more illegal than cocaine because you can be prescribed medical cocaine. (laughs) Um, I mean, technically, you can be prescribed marijuana, too, now, but just federally, you could have been prescribed cocaine, which is crazy to think about, so... Oh, you're a little sick? Here, have some cocaine, you know? I mean, that's what doctors did. That's why, you know, Coca-Cola literally had cocaine in it. That's why it's called Coca-Cola. It doesn't anymore, but, yeah, back in the day, it had a little bit of coke in it. When you're drinking coke, you really, you were, woo! It was, and they replaced it with caffeine, okay? But that was not the original ingredient in coke. So, it was literally cocaine, cola, you get it? Like that's that's crazy to think about, but that's that's the the truth of it. And now we definitely know that stuff's not great for you. And instead, we um, we're now trying to fight this opioid epidemic. Marijuana's right there, sitting on the shelf, just being like, "Hey, pick me! I don't kill anyone. I manage pain. I make you happy." But uh, yeah, government's still super angry about it. You know, want to have prohibition still? Don't get it. I don't think anyone gets it at this point. I mean, explain to me who benefits from weed being illegal other than pharmaceutical companies and, like, rich politicians. That's, I mean, I dare you. go find, I mean, I, I'm not encouraging everyone to go start smoking weed, but I'm saying, like, if you're already doing drugs and need drugs in your life to manage, like, some pain because technically you should be dead because you got hit by a bus like 10 years ago and, you know, modern medicine is the only reason you're alive, I think you're allowed to smoke weed, especially if it's that or take fucking Vicodin every day of your life. Yes. if <laughs> I just It's insane that we have to argue about this still. I don't get it, you know? Uh, well, I didn't plan on doing a whole, like, pro-marijuana thing at the end of that, but either way. Um, hope I didn't lose too many of you with that. Uh, my bad. I'm not trying to encourage... Uh, Drug use in any form or manner, but if you're gonna do drugs, pick weed. I guess is my point. Jesus, it's way better than like literally all the rest because you don't die from it. So, and uh, on that note, I uh, I'll let you guys go and uh, enjoy your day, enjoy your morning, afternoon, night, whatever it is right now when you're listening. Um, sorry, it's been like a month since I made one. I was like, in the last week I've or last month I've literally like started my own business and it's been crazy and hectic and haven't had time really plus old ethan was on vacation or something so I tried to get with him a week or two ago but uh you know i just didn't have the didn't have the will to do it on my own but here's a nice solo one for you guys i hope you enjoyed it and uh peace out we'll see you next time